Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It is the Unpack Podcast here from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation. Follow the show at the Unpack Pod on the app formerly known as Twitter. Also on Instagram, I'm Zach Rapport dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Coming to you live from the Glenn's Not Dead Yet Memorial Zoom account. Thank you, Glenn. And uh, joined this morning. Special treat for you guys by Justice Mosqueda. Um, say good morning to the people, Justice. Good morning to the people, Justice. <laughs> this is a, I'm going to call this the sicko cast um, because uh, a little peek behind the curtain because this will this will hit your feeds on Thursday morning before the season kicks off. Um, but due to some untimely vacations, if you listen to last week's show, we are recording this special edition, our guy draft episode. Um, at the butt crack of dawn on Saturday morning. So I've got some coffee here. I'm literally in my pajamas. I'm wearing track pants that I've owned for 10 years and no longer fit my bloated body. Justice, you bit your tongue on a croissant earlier today. That's how you started your day. Yeah, that sucked. That wasn't very fun, but hopefully the season will be. <laughs> I, uh, man, I hate when you bite your tongue because, or like your cheek because it swells up and then you just do it again. A couple yep. times over the next few days. Super fun. Um, it's not like you can avoid your tongue. You I know. know it's I mean? in there. It's moving around. <laughs> yeah. Just instant pain. Good stuff. Um, so uh, you asked for it, guys. Uh, we're going to do the guy draft episode today. And uh, just as I was joking with you a little bit earlier today, I, I put together our eligible guy list. And um, there are so many eligible guys. It's crazy. I feel like in the past we've done this. This is, I think the third year that we've formally done a guy draft. And usually it's like between 10 and 15 players. Mm -hmm. And I think I counted unless I've done it wrong, like 33 eligible guys on this roster. And, and just for those, for those at home, uh, the way that we, we do this is, um, if you, in order to qualify to be a guy, you basically have to be a day three draft pick or a UDFA, and you have to be, um, I think it's like, I think we said two, uh, no more than two like vested seasons. So there are a few people on this list who like they were drafted in like, like Alex Magoo is drafted in 2018, but he's only had <laughs> one vested season. So, um, so he is an eligible guy. Um, but I don't know. I guess I wanted to start just remarking on the size of this list and I guess ask you like, what do you think that does that say anything about like the pivot that Goot has had to made with the roster construction strategy? Cause it seems like we really turned this corner where suddenly we went from this very vet heavy team 
to like the exact opposite and yet somehow feel like pretty okay about the roster. I don't know. Yeah. And I kind of think that it started happening last year, really, when you started seeing some of the stashes that they were making, like um, Jonathan Ford, who's now back on the practice squad, but you know, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he was called up at all during the season because this team doesn't have any nose tackle depth. They kept him on the roster for 17 games and they just never activated him. Right. And that's a draft pick. Um, they had, I think at one point, 11 or 12 offensive tackles on the team. And most of them were just young contracts that they wanted to stash for another season. So it could, you know, roll over and stuff. And they ended up keeping most of those guys. Tenudu's on the IR. Caleb Jones is on, um, the active roster. Rashid Walker's on the active roster. Like they've been preparing for this situation for a while. And now they have the youngest roster in the league. I believe, um, it's like them. And then the Rams, I think the average age is like 25. So 24.9. <laughs> yeah. Even less than that's not even, it doesn't even round up. Yeah. Just 24. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I joked on last week's show, the average age uh, was now 17 on the Packers roster. <laughs> I, I saw you guys. Uh, I think what was it? It was like everyone but Bakhtiari was older than you guys or something like that. You guys had that exhale. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm right around the corner. I'm excited. I'm I'm 38, so I'm ready to I'm ready to be washed. 30 is around the corner for me. So. Oh man, I'm so washed. I've been um, I've been rehabbing a shoulder injury. I've talked about this with you guys um on the APC Slack chat, but I'm rehabbing a shoulder injury that I hurt doing nothing, as far as I can tell. It just decided <laughs> that it was sleeping broken. injury. Yeah, those sleeping injuries will catch up on you. I so I've been going to rehab and it. It, I think it turns out really what it is, is like a lifetime of terrible posture and like computer and phone jobs. And so like, like you see those memes of like, this is what a h- average human's going to look like in 2050. And it's like all hunched over with like a big bulge outside. Like that's basically what I look like. So I've been like having to retrain my, my posture and stuff, but yeah, getting old, super fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week I was complaining that sinks aren't high enough, high enough. <laughs> Cause so. you got to bend over. You got to bend. I was doing the dishes and I'm like, there's like, I can't make myself shorter. Yeah, so right. for shorter people, like they can stand on a step stool, right? Like <laughs> it, fe- it feels like you should start high. Right. And then the short people just not start low. And then people's backs get ruined from doing the dishes. Are you sneaky tall? How tall are you? Dude, I am not tall. I'm five, <laughs> nine. There you go. <laughs> I am not tall. But no. still, the, still, the average sink is it's a bit much for your lower back. The one in look, I don't even care about the average sink. It's the sink in my kitchen. Oh, gotcha. It's a very localized complaint. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> very selfish with my complaints. Uh, I mean, but back to the roster, uh, the roster, and sort of the way they've constructed things now. I mean, we've we've you and I have talked about this about sort of this transition and how it kind of like it makes sense. I mean, you know, they're. Like, let's not forget that they're paying Rodgers, who isn't on the team, a lot yeah. of so they don't have a lot of money left. Um, you you brought up an interesting uh, point uh, in the chat recently about cash spend, and yeah. it makes sense that the Packers are are pretty low on that list of, especially on offense, um, amount of actual cash spend independent of of the cap. Um, but the rest of the NFC North was also really low on that list. What's that about? <laughs> I think the bears just don't have players worth paying. The lions are pretty young. 
And then the Vikings are like, the Vikings are weird because so like the Vikings had Zadarius and Daniel Hunter, right? And then they like switched up how those deals end up working out. They moved away from Zadarius. Um, it's probably higher now that the Hawkinson deal is done. Yeah, but they have some extensions coming down the pike, right? Like. Kirk Cousins is going to have to get a new contract soon, or they're going to have to move off and go to a different quarterback. Um, Justin Jefferson is going to get a deal that will absolutely be an obstacle in terms of team building for them. Like he's going to get like 25 million per year. Yeah. So, yeah. And he'll be worth it for the most part, but it really, you know, messes with what else you can do as we all know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and the wide receiver market is the one that's going crazy right now. Like, I don't think, you know, we're, we're all talking about how, or I guess you know, sports media, right? The big talking point for, for years, and I'm tired of talking about it, is like the running back contracts. And yeah. like, what should they get paid and stuff like that? The one position that no one's asking how much they should get paid is wide receiver. Because yeah. the line goes up at wide receiver right yeah. now. Yeah, it's going bonkers. We'll, we'll have that reckoning soon i imagine uh three years i don't have to worry about it for a while (laughs) uh before we get into the guy draft i guess i kind of wanted to get so again we're recording this on saturday saturday september 2nd so it'll be a few days uh before this this hits the airwaves but the 53 man roster came out then there's the shuffling around after a few days so just to time stamp it for everyone in terms of like the fidelity of the information we have this is we're we're talking about the roster as of Saturday morning, September second. But I wanted to get kind of your roster reactions and really if there was any anything that surprised you or caught you off guard. You know, as far as surprises, um, they're pretty minimal because you kind of already knew who who the players on this team were going to be if you were following the preseason at yeah. all. Um, you know, Tavarius Moore not making the team sounded like it was going to be an injury thing. He was a special teams ace slash safety um, who came to us, you know, by way of the 49ers this offseason. Um, he ended up reverting back to injured reserve, and I think he signed an injury settlement already. Yeah. So he he's a guy who has an opportunity to come back to the team at some point um, rather than, you know, if the team would have put on him on IR before cutdowns, he just would have been on IR for the entire season. He wouldn't have been able to get called off of it. Um, Pat O'Donnell getting released, I think was a little bit of a surprise because he was splitting reps with Waylon. Um, uh, uh, what's the name? Daniel Waylon, um, this preseason, but he was also the primary holder, um, when Carlson was kicking. So there wasn't really an indication that they were going to move off of O'Donnell and O'Donnell already had, um, gotten paid uh, a roster bonus at this point. So you do kind of have sunk a little bit of money. And that, that was something that was due, I think, this spring. It wasn't even the summer or anything. Yeah. Um, so I guess those were the two surprises. Like, distant third is only keeping four cornerbacks on uh, the 53-man roster. But they ended up signing three guys to the practice squad, if you include Ennis Gaines, who's kind of moved to cornerback at this point. He's yep. just playing in the slot. Guy eligible, um, Ennis Gaines. <laughs> guy eligible. And they <laughs> wanted him back. And... Apparently he had multiple offers to go elsewhere and he decided to uh, stick in green Bay. So a little bit thankful for him. I think the only guys who signed elsewhere were uh, Shamar John Charles signed with the practice squad of the 49ers and then Tariq Carpenter, who actually made the initial 53 man roster um, ended up getting 
released when they made two waiver claims, and then he ended up signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers practice squad. So mm-hmm. you would figure the Packers would have extended him an offer to the practice squad. They brought back Jonathan Ford, who was released at the same time. Those two were were waived at the same time and passed through waivers. So maybe Carpenter just wanted a, a change of scenery. It doesn't sound it didn't sound like he was super enthused about the idea of playing inside linebacker, which yeah. is where they had him playing this summer. Yeah. Um, not to go too far back, you mentioned Pat O'Donnell, and we were just talking about cash. I think I saw, I was looking at like, what is the the cash savings of moving on from Pat O'Donnell, considering that we did already pay him uh, something, and I think it was like $500,000, maybe it was $750,000, the difference between him and and, and Whelan's paycheck, but yeah. that's, that's kind of where we're at right now, and we're in like penny-pinching yeah. mode. Well, I think they're also looking at, at Whelan, and they're saying... You know, this is a guy who I, I believe he's on a one-year deal, but you're going to get the exclusive right free agent tag yep. and yep. the the uh, restricted free agent tag, and it's going to end up being cheaper than if you would have extended O'Donnell. Um, I think they're looking at that and they're saying like, we have a locked-in contract here, and if it's even, then let's go with youth. Um, let's go with a longer contract, and I think that's the decision they made. I know Matt Lafleur said, you know, he he won the competition. I think it was pretty close. And yeah, I don't think there's any shame in saying like. It was close. We went with youth. We went with the longer, cheaper deal. Yeah. So what you're saying is Russ Ball was in the room. <laughs> I think Russ Ball has been white knuckling since the COVID season. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Just like, oh my God, how are we allowing this to happen? Yeah. It's like uh, you see people post those like pictures that they take of you when you're on like a roller coaster, like mid drop. Yeah. That's Russ Ball, like frozen in time the last few years. Just, ah. Uh... Yeah, so I think I think the Packers are second to last in overall cash spending this year, even though they're like hitting hitting the cap basically. Um, the only team spending less than them was the Rams. Um, it's a weird time in the NFL because the cap doesn't match your cash flow in any way, shape, or form anymore. The Cleveland Browns are the highest spending team in the NFL by I believe like ten million dollars, and they have the most cap space in the league yeah. by ten million dollars. They That's have thirty wild, million dollars. That's crazy. The Arizona Cardinals are spending the most cash on offense this year, and they are trying. They have to no lose. one. <laughs> they're they're, they're not going to win a football game. Yeah, so like it, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter with with all um, the little cap loopholes. I mean, yeah. obviously, the the main point is you just can't keep a team together for more than like three seasons three, but if yeah. you want to keep to yeah if you want to patch it up for a year or two you can absolutely do it but this is the situation that you get in then because you've got void years you got you know yep. everything that came with the aaron Rodgers contract i mean really uh, you, you glossed over the cardinals there but like for real they might they might go over the season <laughs> they might not win a game they released who everyone thought was going to be their starting quarterback yep. so now they have josh dobbs it is dobbs. Did get okay it. yep in a trade <laughs> It wasn't a claim. It was a trade. So, yeah, I mean, Dobbs might start week one. He wasn't there in training camp. And he was a guy who was promoted off of a practice squad last year in Tennessee to get game action. So, not great, Bob. <laughs> not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. All right. Well, with that, on this Arizona Cardinals podcast, <laughs> Rise Up Sea Red podcast, uh, let's let's get into the guy draft. Let's do it. Oh yeah, got music. We're back, baby. Unsung, unheralded, underdogs. Now is the time to rise up 
and claim your guys, the 2023 guy, 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 draft, draft, <laughs> throw some, throw some after effects on there. We'll be great. Um, Justice, like I mentioned, we've got a list of like over 30 players here. It's pretty daunting. Really quickly, I wanted to highlight past uh, draftees who are still on the team. So we're still able to root for them. I don't have who drafted everybody here, but we've got Royce Newman, um, Slayton, TJ Slayton, Zach Tom. I think that was either you or Tex drafted Zach Tom. I'm not sure. Hey, I'll uh, take credit for it. If you want to leave <laughs> Patrick, it to Patrick Taylor, Tyler Goodson, Romeo Dobbs, and uh, Kingsley Inigbari. Dobbs is like, we might need to to uh, adjust the rules. Maybe fourth round is is too high because I, I drafted round, Dobbs yeah. and I felt like that was a bit of a coup that I was able to get such a good and obviously well, decent Tom, player. Tom was fourth too. And I think, yeah, I don't know what the situation was, but I'm sure Tex and I were falling over each other for, for Dobbs or for uh, Tom. We both loved him coming out. Yeah. I didn't see a name attached to it, but I saw OL and I was like, justice or Tex made that pick. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who it was. Um, but yeah, if you're not familiar with this concept, you know, we've got our guys that we like to root for. And so we thought, why not formalize the process of claiming your guys, drafting your guys, um, as I said in the the teaser there, unheralded, um, usually undrafted, though we go day three or um, or undrafted uh, with no more than two uh, vested seasons. So we've got this is a long, a surprisingly long list, but um we're just going to go uh, two, maybe three each. We'll see how much time we take up here. But um, I'm going to be a gentleman, Justice, and let you uh, let you select first. Um, oh, I'm, I'm running up to the podium then. You're running up. All right. Breaking news. <laughs> With the first pick in the 2023 NFL <laughs> guy draft. What do you got? Malik Heath. Damn I mean, it. damn it. Malik Heath. Wide receiver, undrafted. I mean, as it sits today, this is before, again, we're recording on a Saturday. This is before an official injury report has come out. But Romeo Dobbs is currently dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, The guy in preseason week three to come off the bench to replace Dobbs was Malik Heath, undrafted rookie free agent. So he's going to get an opportunity. He's going to get a look. I think in terms of both receptions, and receiving yards. He not only led the Packers this preseason, but he was top seven in the NFL this summer. Um, and what that means for, for preseason stats translate into the regular season. Guys, I'm aware. I'm aware that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't really mean anything, but he got a lot of looks. He got a lot of opportunities. Um, everything that you've put in front of him, he's passed the test. And in the last week of, you know, uh, the preseason, he was given an opportunity to basically start and, and play with Jordan Love. He was, um, you know, the outside guy opposite of Christian Watson. It wasn't Jaden Reed, the second round pick, who's, you know, working in the slot full time. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Heath just off of the fact that, like, he has a real path to playing time, like, in week one, totally. which is crazy. I mean, meteoric rise for the guy. Yeah. Who, you know, fell down the draft because he ran, like, a 4-6 or something in Indianapolis. Yeah, and I guess off – quote-unquote off the field issues or something as well yeah but it didn't yeah it didn't seem like it was anything too serious it just sounds like you know dude smokes weed and probably didn't. yeah no from what (laughs) i gathered from goot it sounded like he was extremely happy to get a a a player of that caliber after the draft Yeah. yeah yeah and i think um he was given the biggest 
signing bonus that Green Bay handed out, which, you know, Green Bay is known for not handing out huge signing bonuses or guarantees to undrafted free agents. They really just bring them in and, and you know, roll the ball out, let them compete. Um, but Keith did seem like the big one when they when they signed him. That's yeah, that's that's where they wanted to put those those limited resources. Well, speaking of signing bonuses, I'm running up the podium for my my number one pick since you stole mine, the obvious number one. And I am going with Ben Sims. Let's go. <laughs> Tight end, Baylor. Um, essentially Tyler Davis's injury replacement at this point. Um, they needed a big athletic blocking tight end. And that's exactly what Ben Sims is. And, um, to your point about UDFA signing bonuses, uh, justice, I believe that the Vikings snatched him from under the Packers for a $100,000 UDFA signing bonus, which it's not just like, Oh, the Packers cheap out and they do, but a hundred thousand dollars is a very large UDFA signing bonus, right? I mean, that's up there with, you know, some of these quarterbacks basically get like, you know, 250,000 or something like that sometimes. Um, but beyond the quarterback position, you really don't see, I guess, offensive line. That's the other big one um, for, for the numbers game. You don't really see those numbers everywhere. He was a guy who's brought in on one of the Packers um, 30 visits during the pre-draft process. He talked about it when he got to Green Bay. He was like, yeah, I was, you know, I had my best visit here in green bay i actually got to talk to the you know offensive staff when they were having like a meeting um and they kind of explained the role and stuff but minnesota gave me more money so i went to minnesota first the packers claimed him off of waivers so he's now on the 53-man roster and yeah the tyler davis thing i think just changes the calculus because i think you know they're going to need another body and musgrave is going to be playing so many snaps on offense that he can't really contribute on special teams so Maybe he'll be active to, you know, be the wing on, you know, field goal block and participate on kickoff return and stuff like that. And he is very athletic, too. Yeah. Yeah. The Tyler Davis injury was one of those things that, like, was a a sneaky, devastating injury for for what the Packers were planning on doing this year. And if you're a casual fan, you might not even know who he is. Two rookie rookie tight ends and Taguara, who's now currently listed as a fullback. And, you know, you, you've talked about this a bunch, but, um, you know, Musgrave in the preseason, he's on every offensive snap with Jordan Love, basically every snap with the ones he's going to be the guy catching passes. And to then suddenly feel like you might have to also ask him to do all of the blocking. It's too much. It's too much. So yeah. so that makes and sense. And they're, they're running a lot of 12 personnel and stuff, too. And I think, you know, if one of these wide receivers goes down, it's probably going to be even more 12 personnel. You're yep. going to have more tight ends on the field. So. And we all know tight ends. That's my that's my brand. Me and John Meerdink, the the resident tight end heads holding it down uh, the APC community. So I had to take a tight end. And the one thing I love about guys like this who are big athletic blocking tight ends is that every once in a while they catch a pass. And I'm going to get to be so excited when that happens. Yep. <laughs> that, is, that is. Yeah. I, get in, get in early on the uh, Mercedes Lewis receptions. Exactly. Exactly. It's the Mercedes Lewis principle. You, f- the defense forgets that he's an eligible receiver like <laughs> once every two games. Well, when he has 200 yards a season, it's not too hard to forget about him. That's, That's true. Pass catching all right. All there. right. Bringing me back down to earth. All right. <laughs> all right. You got a, uh, you're up. You got, you got your pick. I do. I do. All right. With the third 
overall pick in the 2023 Unpack Pod guy draft. I thought you, I thought you were gonna pick him, Carrington Valentine, 21 hey. year old cornerback, fourth or seventh round pick out of Kentucky, um, probably the star of the summer in Green Bay. If it wasn't you know Heath or another offensive skill player who I don't want to tip off yet in case we go three rounds. Um, Valentine was the guy who basically was the injury replacement for Jair Alexander. I think he was targeted like 15 times and allowed like three receptions, had like four pass breakups and a pick. Just like looked the part of a starting NFL corner already, super young, super athletic. He was a guy that after the draft, I was probably him and Carl Brook or him and um, Dontavian Wicks were probably my favorite day three selections. Um, just based off of their film. I was really surprised this guy lasted to the seventh round. I hadn't really heard about him until after we picked him. So I wasn't, you know, talking about him during the whole pre-draft process. But this is the guy who, you know, if there's an injury to Russell or Keyshawn or Jair, like I think Valentine can come in and give you some real snaps as a rookie seventh round pick, which again, super not normal. Yep. Remember, Jonathan Ford was a healthy scratch every game last season. Yep. Tariq Carpenter could not play on the defensive side of the ball. Like these guys are usually just special teams only guys and the Packers were confident enough in Valentine that they only rostered four cornerbacks, right? The three starters and, you know, their nickel look in Valentine. That they're just going to figure it out from there. So, I was excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, Valentine's a name that we, you know, if you were following along with the with the training camp reports on on Twitter and various podcasts out there, you heard his name a lot. Yeah. Um, all right. I am up. And I think you know where I'm going, but we'll see. The fourth overall pick in the 2023 Unpack Pod Guy Draft. I'm gonna select Grant DuBose. There you go. <laughs> Um, wide receiver, seventh round pick. Um, I feel like some people were so hung up on this idea that Goot was not going to cut any draft picks because that has been his ammo mo. But when you draft seventeen players, yeah. <laughs> whatever I think it was like thirteen. It was a lot. It was a lot of players. Um, you're gonna have to to cut some of them. So they stash Grant Debose on the practice squad. This is not really a pick for this year. This I feel like this is a, a long play, high upside pick. What do you think about Grant DeBose? I don't know hardly anything about Grant DeBose because of the back injury. Yeah. Right? He was he was dealing with the back. He started it off camp on the NFI, um, which is non-football injury list, um, because, you know, he must have been working out or something like that and, and ended up getting hurt outside of the facility. He didn't really get an opportunity. And because of the amount of draft picks that they had on that roster and the fact that Wicks or not Wicks, um, Heath broke out. Yeah. He, he never really had a shot unless they were going to end up, you know, keeping seven wide receivers. And it sounds like they were trying to claim another wide receiver via the, uh, the, the uh, Miami dolphins um, based off of reporting. So, yeah, he, he's probably going to be a practice squad stash guy yeah. for the season, but, they liked him enough to to draft him, and there are undrafted guys like Ben Sims that are out there that they like enough to waiver claim, even though they didn't draft him. So maybe I just have a soft spot for guys who develop mysterious injuries out of nowhere and have to rehab them for for a whole year. Can, do we do we need to get him a taller sink? Yeah, right. <laughs> we need to yeah retrain him on how to properly sit in a chair for forty hours a week. 
<laughs> oh, my back's a mess, folks. He's uh, got a cool story, too. Have you seen his story? I haven't, actually. Oh, he was at, like, a teeny tiny school. He was at, like, an NAI school or something like that. Uh, Charlotte. And then, no, no, before, before that. that. Before, before Charlotte. And uh, I think he was, like, I think he was, like, working at a Kmart or something like that. Um, and then was like, I got to get back into football. Yeah. And walked on at Charlotte and, you know, had a good enough career there that uh, he ended up getting drafted. Yeah, I'm trying to find stats on whatever school that was, but the internet's like, no, the school's too small. It doesn't exist. <laughs> there are no stats. It wasn't Bishop Sycamore. Have you seen the Bishop Sycamore documentary? <laughs> no, I haven't on yet. On HBO Max? No. It's nothing will make you want to uh, strangle a person. Wait, is that the uh, the fictional school? Yes, yes. <laughs> that The dude who ran, ran it did, does not think he did anything wrong. He played at Miles College. <laughs> Which I believe is no longer a school. Uh, he was the left tackle at Trump University. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is still a school. It is still a school. Division two. Yeah, he was at a teeny tiny school. Well, the way things are going, they'll be in the Big Ten in no time. So, <laughs> how dare you, Sco Ducks? By the way, how I don't really follow you? college football. I guess I'm technically a Badgers fan, but. Um, a crazy time out there <laughs> crazy time um all right uh let's do one more round you want to do one more round oh i, I got players all right yeah. all right you are running to the podium you are up who's your pick trying to think because i'm debating between like four guys right now and i'm just going to name drop all of them so carl <laughs> brooks defensive lineman he's the fifth defensive lineman on the packers right now yeah um but he just dominated that that New England Patriots preseason game. Obviously, it's against backup offensive linemen that he was doing that. And, you know, Zappy, who ended up getting waved off the team yep. anyway. Um, but Brooks looked really good. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up displacing uh, Woolen as kind of the, the fourth, you know, next guy up off of the bench for the defensive line. Anthony Johnson Jr., I don't think he's going to do much this season. Um, he's a safety. He's really athletic. He made some plays on defense. He made some plays on special teams. I think he's going to play special teams this year. But he's also like the only long-term guy under contract they have at safety. Everything at safety is like a one-year deal for like vets that are basically just going to play special teams or Darnell Savage, who they honestly can't get rid of because of his contract. Um, Daniel Whalen, who we've, we've brought up before, won the punting job. All, all XFL, by the way. So that's got a good gold star for him. And then Emmanuel Wilson, who led, I believe, the Packers and the NFL in general um, in rushing yards in this preseason. It was a guy at Fort Valley State. Again, another teeny tiny school, D2 program. Signed with the Denver Broncos as an undrafted free agent. Was waived after a month. Ended up signing with the Packers. Injuries go down with Lou Nichols and Tyler Goodson. He gets some opportunities. He flashes. Um LaFleur made it try to like really downplay his first big game. Yeah, was that strategic? I don't know. He was like, he was like he's was out of shape. I've he's not, he's got to get in football shape. He was like very yeah. adamant about it. I don't know, but he continued to build momentum and now he's got a job. Yeah. And no one can really take it from him. So I asked you earlier nope. about roster surprises. Were you surprised they kept a third running back? Not only was I surprised they kept a third, I'm surprised they kept him over Patrick Taylor yeah. because Patrick Taylor is. And still is going to be, you know, moving forward, the special teams contributor of the tool. Yeah. So 
and you know a better pass blocker it seems like that's really what they wanted because um you know the packers i keep quoting the stat but they gave 11 carries to non-jones non-dylan running backs last season right like that third running back job unless there's a big injury which you know cross your fingers hope hope it doesn't happen but you have to prepare for it yeah they don't really give that third running back any any touches so um i wouldn't be surprised if early on in the season particularly like wilson was a healthy scratch I guess out of these options, I'll probably go Waylon because <laughs> one, all XFL, always oh, going to have the soft spot there. Um, and then two, he's actually going to get playing time. Yeah, it's true. I might, uh, I might lobby you during the season for, for co-guy ownership. For a trade. I was really, oh, possible. Oh, a trade. Ooh, interesting. Trade. Daniel Whalen, man. We can call him. Come on. There's so much potential there. The Irish assassin will get some like Gaelic music on the board whenever he like pins someone deep. We can highlight a punter every week on the show. It'll be great. <laughs> get a up the raw. Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where where does he stand. Where does he stand on uh, right what North, are... Northern Ireland independence? He's got he's got answers. He's got he's got questions to answer. <laughs> we'll put it that way. We'll send we'll send a. Uh, the tough hard scrabble green bay media in there to ask him the those hard charging questions oh my goodness okay <laughs> i usually look and i like the guys on the beat i don't want to make it sound like i'm bashing the beat or calling him lazy or anything like that right i just want that out there on the front end it took him 15 minutes to ask Goot about jonathan taylor yeah 15 minutes yeah why where that question came out i i, I normally i bristle at like like there was all the talk about like Rogers going to New York. Oh, the New York media is going to eat him. Like it's like in my mind, most of these markets are it's actually not that different. And also like, sorry, Jets fans, but you're the little brother franchise like <laughs> in the media landscape in New York. And I say this as someone who lived there for over a decade. You're just not that important. <laughs> but the point that I'm trying the point that I'm trying to make is uh, is, yeah, any other market, it feels like you're you would be doing a disservice not to ask that question immediately it's the first question yeah. you ask yep especially because it's clear that in asking the question what they're really trying to drive at was they were trying to stir the pot they were trying to get him to talk about aj Dillon, mm-hmm. um and they they backed down on that point they just kind of let him wriggle away and basically kind of say he didn't understand the question which clearly he did i don't know it, that was that was a fumble by the green bay media i will say that I, I wholeheartedly agree. Where are you going with this last pick? <laughs> what do you got? I want to I want to know what you got. Ready. My last pick, the uh, was it Mr. Irrelevant? Um, the <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant. Rock Purdy. Yeah. I always I always take a flyer, a wild card, someone that just because um, I think it's funny. I'm going with Anders Carlson. <laughs> Um, because if he's bad and they get rid of him, no one will ever remember that I did this, but if he develops into a solid kicker, then suddenly, you know, and he's there for a number of years, he's in conversation for top 10 scorers of all time and the team and all that stuff that comes with, with being a a good clutch kicker. He's just got to show us that he can do that, which I'm not totally confident um, that he can, but um, we shall we shall grow. see. Yeah, we gotta let him grow. I'm gonna rise and fall with the fate of 
my Mr. Irrelevant pick, Anders Carlson. I think I, I've ruled him off of my board just because he's been so shaky early, but I do get him the off long-term guy play. He was oh, off my guy board. I had a six-man guy board. He didn't make the cut. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, that is... Uh, we'll, we'll play the music on our way out. Thanks for tuning in to our wall-to-wall 24-hour three-network coverage of the 2023 on Pod guy draft. Um, that's all I, I, I got for you, Justice. Um, I guess uh, on the way out, I'll mention again uh, for everyone out there listening that the Unpack Pod Pick'em League is back. Now, this is going to be airing um, on Thursday. So the league year starts on Thursday. Um, so if, and I'm going to be on vacation. So if you want in on the league um, and you, you're not signed Stand up carrier yet. Carrier pigeon. Yeah, right. No, I was going to say you can you can DM us on uh, on Instagram. Uh, you can hit us up on, on Twitter and just like make your pick. Um, assign a point value one through 16 of, of that game um, and we'll give you credit for it and then we can get you signed up uh, before the rest of the games start um, either way the way that you sign up is you, you dm us on one of those channels instagram or twitter um, give us your email address and and we can uh, we can do the rest um, that's all i got i'm gonna hit the polka and justice thank you for waking up at the butt crack of dawn here with me i'm sorry about your tongue and the croissant tragic <laughs> Um, survive we'll get there my iced coffee is just about done gonna go take a dog for a walk what's on your plate for the rest of your Saturday it is college football Saturday I am currently watching Deion Sanders in a tied game with TCU so I'm very excited about seeing how the hell this thing plays out it is a spectacle sicko mode activate looking up uh, you know guys for next draft Got to prepare early. <laughs> Got to prepare. Got to watch those uh, snaps and holds, special teams. Yep. <laughs> oh, you are so glad you're here. So glad you're doing the doing the work <laughs> so that we don't have to enduring uh, so that we can have the information we need to be smarter Packers fans. All right. Justice, thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Um, enjoy your football Thursday and the first week of football. Um, just as quickly, are you going to do a game preview on Friday? Is that, a, is that a thing that's happening or no? Yes, sir. Yeah, we should be doing that. All right. So as you listen to this, tune in tomorrow uh, for Justice Mosqueda previewing the season kickoff, the Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears. Ooh. What could possibly go wrong? All right, guys, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Keep it locked in to acmepackingcompany.com and the podcast feed here for all your Packers needs. Let's go Pack Go!